This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, Ask Casey, Episode 3. Today, we're talking all about backdog. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ask Casey, where you send in your questions and I tell you what I think. So this time on Ask Casey, we're going to talk about backdog, which is really cool uh, because it showed up a lot in the Live in Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group. We had a couple people chiming in. One of our moms said, I'd love some advice on back talk. Pouting, crossing of the arms when he doesn't get what he wants. Sort of behaviors. What do you do? He's almost seven. Seems to be worse with my husband, who's a little bit more stern with him. Another parent said, is this a seven-year-old thing? I currently... It's currently happening at our house. All of a sudden, handling disappointment is a big deal. And finally, the listener who actually sent in the request, this is what she wrote. Hey, lady. (laughs) As I said in my post, Shane, who is my teacher, is really volatile right now. And so much of what she's saying is full of what of disrespect and sass. Oh, and often high volume. It's driving me nuts. I suspect it's because summer is upon us and she's worried about the transition, having to say goodbye to her teacher, etc. As she's so sensitive, it's freaking her out. If I say, please sit down and finish your breakfast, she gets up several times during mealtimes, mostly to cartwheel. She'll yell, mom, stop telling me that. I was going to. Or she started to respond, I don't care, or I don't have to. My husband and I have been really working on our tone with each other and the kids. So I feel like we're really modeling ways to disagree, ask questions, etc. without being disrespectful. And we've been working on our connection with her, each of us committed to ensuring that she is feeling that sense of belonging and significance. So I am stumped now as to where to go with this. Often she's outright saying no or is moaning and groaning about every situation, even when choice and inviting language is used. I did just take the is your child sensitive quiz that was posted on the Facebook page and she scores off the charts. Thoughts? 
This child is teaching the hell out of me. <laughs> Carissa, thank you so much for writing in with this request. And I hope that you saw on the page that you are not the only person who is dealing with this kind of behavior. Uh, you will also see something that I'm going to put a link to in the show notes and I'm going to repost on the in the Facebook group a um, video that I made a while back around backtalk because backtalk is a thing. Backtalk is something that every single parent is challenged with at one time or another. It flares up, it dies down, but it's it's a part of this whole parenting thing, especially as our kids get older and they start to use their voice. Now, I do want to make a special, um, I want to kind of draw some special attention because, you know, today is Tuesday, June 7th. And if you were anywhere near social media, you probably heard the story about the Stanford swimmer who was convicted of sexual assault against another student and given six whole months in prison. Well, we can argue about how that was handled and if the punishment um, fits the crime, but really what I want to bring into focus is how important it is for our kids to use their voice and for us to recognize that when our kids use their voice, while it feels inconvenient to us in the moment when they're seven-year-old girls, it is absolutely we want something we want them to have lots of practice with when they are 17-year-old girls or 20-year-old girls or 25-year-old girls and out in the world and handling situations that require a very clear and direct voice. Also, also it is so important for our boys to be using their voice to be recognizing body language, to be seeing and communicating in all different ways so that meaning is made extremely clear. And again, that clear meaning that shows up as backtalk when they're young is going to come in incredibly handy as they get older and need to be really clear and direct with the people in their life. So I want to just recognize backtalk and sass as a potentially really important tool for them when they are moving into um, teenager, young adult, having a voice and having space to use their voice is absolutely so important. I also saw a really amazing article um, put out by the Good Man Project that I will post in the show notes as well that talks about consent and how to teach our kids what consent looks and sounds like from a really young age. Okay, that was a total tangent side note. So let's talk about this backtalk stuff, okay? The problem with backtalk is that it hooks us emotionally like nobody's business, right? Everything's fine, we're keeping our cool, and we get little Miss Sassy Pants saying, no, I don't have to do that, or no, I don't want to, or no, you can't make me or the passive aggressive, ignoring, that stuff shows up and, and something happens. It's a very quick um, flip that gets switched, right, for us. And all of a sudden, the story becomes, you are disrespecting me and I don't like it. 
And what we typically do, and Chris, I love what you shared about all the other things that you and your husband are doing to stay connected and to making sure that Shane is feeling a sense of belonging and significance and the modeling, all of that is so good. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. All of that is so good. And it becomes increasingly important in the moment that we not be super attached to our kids' response. So what showed up in a couple of the other shares on the page was the backtalk and the um, and the discomfort that our kids are displaying around not getting what they want and handling disappointment. So handling disappointment is a learned skill, right? It's learned over time through experience. Our seven-year-olds are not great at handling disappointment, nor are our 10-year-olds or even our 17-year-olds. And our kids, you know, individually, 
are going to uh, vary in their ability to handle this respect or to handle disappointment. And please remember one of my favorite mantras, our kids are doing the best they can with the skills they have. So Carissa, when I think about your daughter, Shane, and when you share about breakfast or you asking her to do something um, and her responding with, I am, or I will, I'm wondering if that wouldn't be a great place to be a little bit more proactive with the language that you use and ask some curiosity questions. So, you know, she gets up from the table to do a cartwheel um, and you say something like, hey, Shane, we got to be out the door in five minutes. What do you need to be ready? Or... Hey, Shane, I'm noticing that you really like cartwheels. I'm hoping that after breakfast, we can go out back and you can show me your best cartwheel. Right? So that was two different tools. One was curiosity questions. What do you need? How might you? What and how questions? And the other one was a connect before correct. I'm noticing that you're loving to do cartwheels or I'm noticing that you're having a really fun time on that video game or I'm noticing that, you know, highlighting whatever it is that they're engaged in doing, and then asking a question, correcting or redirecting into what you want them to be doing, okay? But here's the thing. We can't, or we can, but it becomes ever more helpful not to back talk back. So catching ourselves when we become triggered by the sassy pants, right? When we become triggered by the eye rolling and taking a deep breath and letting it go. Okay. Letting it go. I know it feels like they're being disrespectful. I know that it feels really counterintuitive to not say anything, but try to practice letting it go. If it's too difficult for you, you could say something like, wow, gosh, that really hurt my feelings. I'm wondering if you're feeling like your feelings are hurt. Getting curious about that because typically if something feels like a punch to the gut, if something feels hurtful, chances are the person that's delivering that hurt to you is also hurting. So getting curious about your child's experience as well. Hmm, I say to my daughter, that felt really bad. I'm wondering if you're feeling bad. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Or it might sound like, wow, can we do a redo because that didn't sound so great. Can we try that again? Or can you say that to me in a different way that isn't so hurtful? Keeping it as light as possible and remembering that our kids need practice with being cooperative, contributing members of the family. They need redos. They need to have the space for you to say, oh, wow, that wasn't really the best way to handle that situation. Let's try it again. So, Carissa, and those of you that have written in about this backtalk stuff, what do you think about that? I know that with my son, who is, and you know, and my daughter too, I mean, she definitely isn't a big fan of disappointment, although she handles it a lot better. Backtalk feels different um, coming from her than it does from my son. And what I have learned to do with my daughter is really practice being non-attached, right? I'm non-attached. And while something doesn't feel like a big deal to me, 
you know, or a big disappointment to me, or I feel like she should just get over it or shake it off. It may be a really big deal to her. And I need to honor that and recognize that her 13-year-old worldview and agenda is really different than maybe whatever it is that I'm trying to move her along to do. What she values and prioritizes is not always the same for me. And I can't be offended by that because she's a whole separate human being. And when I notice that I am offended by that, I get really curious. What's what's bothering me here? The other thing as well is um, I was raised um, to where backtalk was met with a sharp look um, and an attitude of you will not backtalk. You, I mean, there really, God, there just really wasn't space for it. And while I didn't do a lot of backtalking, it wasn't because, oh, I have so much respect for my parents and I'm just a really nice kid. It was more out of fear. And so when I catch myself thinking, oh man, I never would have done that when I was a kid, I also remind myself that there was a reason that I wouldn't have done it. And that reason is not a reason that I want my kids to lean on um, to not express the emotion that's happening for them. The other thing to do when you notice that this is clearly a pattern and from what I'm hearing in your uh, in your in your request, Carissa, and also in some of the other things that people have posted is it is starting to become a pattern. It's something that you're seeing on a regular basis. So I bet you know what I'm going to say. But when you're having good one on one time with her, when you're out driving in the car or on a walk, ask her what's up. Let her know. So I notice. You know, this morning when we were at the table and you were doing cartwheels and I asked you to come back to the table, you got really mad. You got really upset, kind of snarky. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So, join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts, starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt 
free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Uh, Can you tell me about that? Right? Tell me about that. Uh, What happens in my experience is that often we don't really realize how often we are correcting our kids. Um, and, and when they feel like they're being corrected all the time, it can start to become really discouraging. So there's also that opportunity to get ever more clear around what her experience is, because you're having your experience, she's having a parallel experience. And until you know exactly what's happening for her, there really isn't, it's really kind of muddy and foggy as far as figuring out what's going to be the most helpful. So have a conversation with Shane, Carissa, and just be really curious and really empathetic and really work on um, being non-judgmental. Because when we open up these conversations with our kids, oftentimes they might say things like, yeah, you're really bossy, or you're always trying to tell me what to do and I don't like it, or you're mean right? And this is not our chance to talk them out of that or get defensive because that's not going to forward us. Instead, listen deeply, okay? Because this is the experience. This is the way that your children are experiencing you. This is valuable information. So if you don't know what to say after they tell you about their experience, just say, hmm, Is there anything else you want to tell me? And then from there, the conversation becomes, so what would be more helpful? Because I'm just trying to get us to school on time. So what could I say instead? What would you rather I say? What would be better for you? Or, you know, like some of the other people that were sharing about when their children are disappointed and they fall apart, you know, having that conversation. I notice when you, you know, when... I have to answer no. When the answer is no, you have a really hard time with that. Tell me about that. They'll tell you all about it, right? And you just get to say, yeah, sometimes the answer is going to be no. So, hmm, what would be more helpful? What would help you next time handle that in a way that isn't hurtful? Now, you can't expect your 7-year-olds or your 8-year-olds or your 9-year-olds or your 17-year-olds not to get disappointed when things don't go their way. I mean, don't you get disappointed when things don't go your way? I do. And sometimes I get into a little bit of mischief when I'm disappointed. So remembering that kids are humans with emotions as well. So the goal isn't like happy-go-lucky kids that never get disappointed and never act on their disappointed feelings. The goal is how to help our kids Build skills so that they can navigate disappointment in a way that isn't hurtful to the people around them or to themselves or to their environment. So um, I've talked about the anger wheel on the podcast before. Perhaps um, some kind of list of ideas for when you're feeling full of emotion, what helps you feel better. I was recently working with a client around this. And we talked about a soothing basket. So I have a little PDF that I can um, add to the show notes as well to help 
you work with your kids around a soothing basket? What are some things that help you feel better when you're feeling bad? Maybe the soothing basket, these are great for really young kids and for seven-year-olds too, but it might have like a, a comfy blanket or their favorite book or a favorite stuffed animal or a little squeezy ball, something, you know, some sensory things just to help them calm down and re-engage their prefrontal cortex so that they can see, yes, I'm disappointed and yes, I'm going to get over it. And yes, I can find something else to do because what happens, I don't know if it's the savage sevens (laughs) or what, but you know, it is difficult to lose at games. It is difficult to hear no when you want to hear yes. And sometimes we can get stuck in feeling like we're never going to feel better. So a soothing basket or, you know, a routine chart that had a list of different things that kids could do, your kids could do to help them feel better is going to become a tool for them. And the cool thing is you get to say something like, wow, you know, I'm noticing that you're really disappointed. I can tell by the words that you're using that you're really disappointed right now. I'm wondering if you would like to go check out your soothing basket or go practice one of your tools that you mentioned that helps you feel better. But I have faith that you can feel better because, you know, you have a lot of tools for that. So again, it requires unattachment and non-judgment. Let them feel their feelings and hold space for them to muddle through and be uncomfortable and know and trust that they can get to the other side, especially after having a really good conversation with them and perhaps playing with some tools to help them feel better when they need them. Okay. So Carissa and all you other moms out there that are dealing with the back talk and the sass know that you will get to the other side of this and your kids want to feel good and be connected with you. It's ultimately what we as human beings are hardwired for is connection. So Keep up the good work with the special time and the modeling and know that she is learning and practicing her skills as well and keep seeing her as your teacher. Love it. All right, my friends. Well, that was it for Ask Casey today. I hope that was helpful to you. I hope you got some nuggets out of there. If you are sitting there thinking, well, I've got an idea. I've got something that's been bugging me that I'd like some help on. Please go to the website, joyfulcourage.com, and underneath the podcast link in the navigation bar, you will see Ask Casey. And there's a little form to fill out. It's pretty mellow. Um, and, uh, and your question might get picked for the show. So right now I'm doing Ask Casey's once a month. So this is our Ask Casey for June. And uh, yeah, and yours could be the Ask Casey for July. So big, huge love to all of you subscribers out there. I so appreciate that you tune in, that you listen, and that you interact on the Facebook group. If you're wondering like, what's up with this Facebook group, go to Facebook and search for Live and Love with Joyful Courage. And that's my discussion page where people from our community are supporting and celebrating each other. I share podcasts and live streams and articles that have been written by me and written by others. It's just a really great place for communities, a community of like-minded parents. And I'd love to have you join us there. Oh, hey, but I have one more thing. 
So all of you that are listening are subscribers. Woohoo! Feel good about that. I have a call to action. Will you find two people in your world who you can help subscribe to the podcast this month? That would be so fabulous. I would love you forever. Be a super fan. Find subscribers. Thanks, friends. Big, humongous love to you all. Have a glorious week, a glorious day. Talk soon. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us, 